1: Or Whatever Movies with
0: Wesley and Iris. What up, and welcome to Or Whatever Movies. I'm your co host, Iris, and I'm here with my older
1: brother, Wesley.
0: Today, we're talking a movie available on Prime Video from 1981.
1: Say it right.
0: Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: The only official and accept... No, actually not the official. The only accepted title.
0: How is Raiders of the Lost Ark different or more acceptable than Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark?
1: Because it was retconned to match the others. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Despite the goose not wanting me to mention it. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And coming out this May... Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny.
0: The impetus for us recording this episode. In
1: 1977, no one was going to see Star Wars episode for A New Hope.
0: Because it was just called Star Wars? Yes.
1: This is and will forever be Raiders of the Lost Ark, a Knives Out mystery. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. I mean, I see it's listed as the original title. And that's the poster we're going to use. Oh, yeah. I see that. I see the one sheet that does not have any mention of Indiana Jones.
1: It does not matter. I hate because I love.
0: But why is this Why is this so important to you?
1: One of my all-time favorite movies. It's not a movie that I'm really prepared to examine critically. It's not even so much a movie. It's like family. And with family, you come to accept it over time for all its flaws and little eccentricities and idiosyncrasies. And sometimes family breaks your heart. And no movie has broken my heart more thoroughly over time than Raiders of the Lost Ark. Not like in a real like deal breaker kind of way. It's just like,, uh, like disappointments that you put up with like family.
0: Wait. Okay, okay, stop with the family disappointment references <laughs> one.
1: And two, wait, what? I do not remember a time that this movie hasn't been in my life. It's in my DNA, and I love all things about it. And then as an adult, you come to realize certain things. You come to notice different things that didn't make sense. Every time we've talked about Saturday Night Fever or Air, The Last Unicorn or any movie where I learned the cadence— of the words and the inflections before i understood what they were talking about this is the movie i always think about i know the sound the uh, the rhythm the language of this movie uh, beyond the visuals.
0: You were five when this movie came I out. I know,
1: and I've seen it hundreds of times. I saw it uh, in the theater multiple times, took the goose once to a screening with Steven Spielberg in a Q&A. He told all the same stories that I've heard or read a hundred times. I got up at one point when I saw this movie in the theater and went to the bathroom during the truck chase, and I was playing the movie in my head while I was peeing, and I came back, and my sync with the movie was off by maybe a couple of seconds.
0: Wow that's quite you could reconstruct this movie shot by shot in your head
1: almost and some kids did this did you hear about this like right after the movie premiered they got a little camera and in the 80s and they started filming themselves at like 12 years old like almost a shot by shot recreation of this movie they did it off and on until they were 17 so their ages differ wildly within the finished product and it, it made its way to like a film festival and Steven Spielberg saw it and sent them a thank you letter and stuff And like you know it's the best kind of tribute or or compliment he could receive.
0: Wow. What was that boy movie called?
1: You're talking about the Richard Linklater uh, Ethan Hawke filmed over time movie. Uh,
0: yes. Boyhood. Yeah. That's like fan film Boyhood style.
1: This is a totally movie. You have to have seen this movie and seen it multiple times or you don't count. It do- it doesn't matter. I just I don't know how to critically assess this movie.
0: So basically there isn't a movie watching experience that doesn't include Raiders
1: of the Lost Ark. Not for me. Not for my entire life. I, I, I made whips my entire, tra- everything from mom's measuring tapes from our sewing room to string to ropes to anything I could make a whip out of. I mean, I did.
0: Wow. Okay, so I did watch this film critically for the first time and it was a different experience. I'm not saying that it was good or bad.
1: There's a definite answer, a right and a wrong answer. Is it good or bad?
0: No, I don't think critically watching it made it better or worse, I guess is the better way to put it. What did Harrison Ford do before Raiders of the Lost Ark?
1: What did he do? Oh, I don't know. Nothing big. Just, you know, Star Wars (laughs) And so he's been around since Apocalypse Now, possibly even before that. But that's a super uh, early notable role. And uh, George Lucas was a little bit concerned that he was that Harrison Ford would become his Robert De Niro a la Martin Scorsese and was resistant to the idea of in him as Indiana Jones in the middle of because he bounced back and forth between Han Solo and Indiana Jones in these three films, six films.
0: I mean, massive star, but you could see why. He's got incredible charisma as the now retcon titular character, Indiana. Yep. I mean, that little sideways smile. Oof.
1: I get it. He's a daddy
0: to die for. I mean, he was obviously slaying his students because they loved him.
1: Yeah. You know that he's a very, he's meant to be very American James Bond. Spielberg wanted to direct a Bond movie. George Lucas talked him out of it, said, I've got a better idea. There's this Indiana Smith character that he's like an adventuring archaeologist. He's like, oh, OK. But they wanted to play him kind of broken down and alcoholic. And in the scene when he's about to, when when he's like in his house and he's about to leave, there's a woman in the bedroom, in that scene, like, is he's a dashing, womanizing James Bond type? He's like dressed all debonair and stuff. And uh, then they were like, ah, eh, maybe make him a little bit more sympathetic.
0: So they cut that out. Yep. We never saw the the woman in the bed. Yeah,
1: we lost that pan when Brody's in his house. No with way. Him. So, what did you ex like? What was the experience like viewing this critically as a full blown adult? Did it feel correct? Like it held up? Did Did you perceive any flaws?
0: No, I'm curious about these flaws that you speak of.
1: All right, so I'm gonna send you a link because we're gonna really get into this. Go ahead and watch the first one. and please note what Harrison Ford says versus what the subtitles say. Okay. This is the scene with the great Alfred Molina in a very early role.. I need a
0: Adios Sapito versus Adios Satipo?
1: Satipo. Satipo. What does... You've been to Peru. I've been to Peru. What does Sapito mean? Sapito.
0: Oh, and but the subtitles say Adios Satipo. Um,
1: what is the Spanish word sapo?
0: Sapo means frog.
1: Sapo is frog. He's a little frog. It makes sense, right? Sapito? Sapito. Right? And so his bro... The dude who they were going to double-cross Indy, and Indy whips the gun out of his hand so professionally, that was Barranca. And as he is credited, Satipo and Barranca are both towns in Peru, and they're in Central America. And also Jacques' plane, while his registration number on the plane, on the tail, is also a reference to C-3PO or R2-D2 or whatever, the designation Hmm. suggested it's all taking place in the Amazon in Peru. Okay, So it tracks. But Harrison Ford says, Sapito, which also means something. I'm going with, if Harrison Ford says it on film, when he's not mentioned anywhere else and there is no IMDb.com, you got to get behind it. It's canon. The dude's name is Sapito. So I sent that to The Goose, who was outraged. And he said, wait, I have the shooting script. And I was like, ooh, the mystery deepens. So we went back to Lawrence Kasdan's masterful script. And do you know what it says in that? (laughs) Harrison Ford says, adios, stupido. (laughs) (laughs) Which... Not true. It, it, I, I can't. It made me angry for days. This where he is unquestionably sapido before I even knew what sapo or sapido meant. It's so firmly in my mind. The idea that he's credited worldwide everywhere else as satipo is completely unacceptable.
0: And it was just a transcriber's mistake. Transposing sapido for stetipo. I don't
1: know what it is. I'm saying he is firmly sapido, just like this movie is and will always be Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Wow. I mean, you can't. Is this a flaw? Can you really categorize this as a flaw of the film? See,
1: you would think, oh, that's a one-off thing in an otherwise, you know, fairly perfect movie. It's a movie, and it's a big action movie or whatever. So it's going to have his flaws. It's going to date a little bit. And if that were the only thing, like that's the one curiosity. It's like the blemish. It's like. The one zit on an otherwise perfect face, I could get behind it and move on with my life. Now watch the other clip I sent you.
0: Wow, we are going way down into the rabbit hole.
1: Indy's in the truck. He's just uh, hijacked the truck containing the Ark of the Covenant, right? And Belloc and Dietrich and Tot, the uh, the guy with the imprint of the head of the headpiece of the staff of Ra, are are they're chasing and being chased, right? Indy goes into the marketplace. And, no. and they cover the truck up, and the mar- the uh, the people in the marketplace push their carts in front of it.
0: And then they all start hawking their goods in front.
1: Watch Belloc's car come into the square and look at Tot, the guy in the black hat, who was not on okay. set that day. And this is the solution for not having Tot on set. This was Spielberg's solution.
0: Right, I'm watching. And it's so funny how he throws the driver out, and the driver basically does exactly what Indy did, except dies and gets <laughs> run over by the truck.
1: Yeah. those All, all oh, those dudes... Are, all those various dudes are the three stuntmen doubling in doubling Harrison Ford that he's now fighting as Nazis.
0: Okay. He's tearing into the marketplace. He goes into the garage. The marketplace covers up for him. And now the convertible roars into the roundabout. <laughs>
1: on a stick Dude, it's like I think the coat is over the seat and the hat's just resting on it's the most you could have gotten anybody to wear that hat <laughs>
0: how did I how did I miss that
1: Oh, man.
0: It's just a hat. It's just a hat <laughs> resting on the back of the seat. At least when the in the, when they're driving off, at least they had the stunt guy in the car, you know, as they're exiting right. the square.
1: So, so, you know, this is a fairly early, relatively early Steven Spielberg movie. He had jaws under his belt. But I think this was the, the one that really brought it home for his Spielberg-Lucas uh, partnership. And so you cut corners here and there. You have indies, stunt doubles, Harrison Ford stunt doubles double as nazi well you got stunt guys right and they get thrown around because you don't really see them their faces as much as indiana jones pat roach the big dude the the mechanic that he fights bare-chested who eventually goes into the propeller spoiler hey go get him and he like punches him and stuff did you know that that he also played the giant sherpa in the beginning in marion's bar in nepal Oh. And so you're like, okay, well, I mean, they put him in a hat and they gave him some facial hair, right? He's the one that grabs Indy and like throws him against the door and stuff, and they're fighting a bunch. But sure, you put him in a big hat, you give him facial hair, he's unrecognizable. Sure. And so I've known that pretty much my whole life. You recycle dudes. And then, like three days ago, I came upon another one. And you see Sapito... And Baranka and Baranka double crosses him, and w- Indy whips the gun out of his hand, and Baranka's holding his hand, and we get a close up on his face, right? And then they run off into the jungle, or he runs yeah. off into the jungle, and Sapito hangs around. It foreshadows Sapito's own betrayal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then Barranca is Eye Patch Monkey Man in Cairo. No. And I was like, what? Both the goose and I were like shocked. We're in our mid 40s. Well, the goose is probably in his late 40s. But we were like, -uh." (laughs) nah, it was so it's so bizarre to have your tree rocked like so late. I mean, it's been 40 over 40 years. And defining that stuff, I wouldn't say that's a heartbreaking moment. But I feel like one was pulled over on me. One was hoodwinked. I feel like it's you saying like, hey, all that ghost that you were haunted by as a kid at mom and dad's house. That was totally me. It's like, it's, like almost, it was me. it's almost a betrayal in middle age if you don't find out those things, you know?
0: He is, cl- Vic Tablion is clearly credited as Baranka and Monkey Man.
1: On IMDb. I watched this movie in 1981.
0: Meaning you haven't looked at the credits since then?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't look at your birth certificate. You're just my sister. I know you're there. People were like, when's the last time you saw Iris? I'm like, I don't know. You're there. I know it. It's fine. And then some like new uh, revelation comes to light, and I'm like, "What the hell?"
0: Wow! And this was like this was all way way before authenticity, right? Where whether he's playing a Peruvian guide or a Egyptian spy, it doesn't matter because <laughs> nope. we don't care if it's authentic.
1: Exactly. It does, I don't know. I mean, there's supernatural elements in this adventure movie. So, like, realism or whatever or or holding closely to authenticity is not something that this movie attempts to do, and I'm fine with it. So, I'm growing up, and Indiana Jones is a quintessential adventurer gentleman, right? He's a globetrotter and ladies' man and all that stuff. And so... When you said, Hey, do you want to meet me in Cairo? And I was like, Cairo, city of the living, a paradise on earth. Of course, I want to go to Cairo. And then fat got all possessive and like stole you away. And I was left to my own devices. And I was like, I am going to find old Cairo. I'm going to find the marketplace. I'm going to see them carrying the baskets. I'm going to see if there's anyone in those baskets or if I can fit in any of them. Totally, that's going to be the thing. <laughs> it's researching my lifelong dream, my lifelong kinship with. This movie and I walked around I was like in the middle of Cairo and I was Going up to people in English and saying Where's old Cairo where's old Because someone said I think that that's the Old part of the city where's old Cairo and they say I do not know would you Like to buy a chicken and I'm like no I just want to go to old Cairo and I'm walking around by myself in expensive Shoes and I get to old Cairo I don't know if it was near the Citadel or whatever but I'll tell you where it Wasn't it wasn't where they filmed this Movie Cairo City of the Living because it was George Lucas, and George Lucas knew all about it from Star Wars, old Cairo, or Cairo as it was in this movie, is Tunisia.
0: Mm.
1: Broke my heart.
0: I was going to say Morocco. Oh, Looks nothing
1: like the Cairo in Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: It is definitely s- specifically Cairo in Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it's kind of more of a pan-Arab representation of yeah. that part of the world.
1: Yeah, before CG. They went around to Tunisia and these towns and they said, hey, we'll give you money. Can you take down your antenna off the roof? Because that's not period appropriate.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. But also Peru wasn't Peru.
1: No, of course not. But still, there wasn't a specific location. They were in the jungle generally speaking. And we didn't exactly make it to the jungle unless you count Machu Picchu.
0: Right. Once jungle, now cleared out to uncover the ruins. I think that they filmed the Peruvian, the quote Peruvian stuff in Hawaii.
1: Yes, correct. But still, <laughs> so... <laughs> it looked good. And they had that weird like <laughs> Toucan Sam doing that that strange Star Wars style bird sound.
0: You mean it's for like the exotic bird?
1: Yeah, sound design is off the chain for Spielberg Lucas movies, uh, at least for this time. And that bird is, is in my head forever. All right. So how else does Raiders of the Lost Ark break your heart? Do do you remember performing these scenes in the bedrooms at Hawthorne where I would be Indiana Jones and weirdly you would be (laughs) Marion?
0: Oh, it's so weird. Well, whatever. And and
1: I was like, but I'd be like Indy. I'd be like looking for the headpiece and I'd be like, where's Abner? And I had no concept. They're both totally grown up. But she was like, I was a child. I was in love. It was wrong and you knew it. What does she mean? Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark is about 35 years old. And Marion is pegged at being about 25. So at the time, 10 years ago when they hooked up, she was 15 years old.
0: 15 and 25?
1: I don't even know. I don't know if you can justify it by the fact that it was like the 30s. But still, that's creepy. Super
0: creepy. And so, and Abner disowned or he fell out of touch with Indy because of that? Because Indy was like Abner's protege yep. or like star student, right? They had a disagreement. But they had...
1: A falling out. Presumably over Marion. Uh, I'm guessing so. And then in the screenplay, oh. it turns out Abner uh, died on some adventure or whatever. Mm. Anyway... And and so fine. I mean, they don't explicitly state the math or her age, uh, other than it was ten years ago. But this is a you know I guess an estimation. But then Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Allison Duty, who plays Il- Ilsa, Elsa, Ilsa. Ilsa. Well, I mean, she was twenty-four years. Harrison Ford's junior. And probably 22 years old when that movie filmed. Oof. The last Maybe at least she's legal. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the last official Indiana Jones movie in the original trilogy is Last Crusade. And unfortunately, I'm older than Harrison Ford was in that movie.
0: Do you not consider Crystal as being part of the franchise? I'm
1: not going to speak to that specifically. Obviously, he's older than me in this one. And in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the dude is going to be over 80.
0: How are you feeling about the Dial of Destiny?
1: It looks awfully slick and CGI. And Raiders was obviously almost entirely practical until we opened the arc. But it looks very modern and kind of Disney-fied. I, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I have to see every Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford says it'll be the last one. I don't think he has a choice in that matter. I think it's pretty apparent. But I have to see all the Terminators. I have to see all the Jurassic Parks. As much as all these all get dragged down to to comic book level over time, I have to see them. It's just, it's a thing. I'm I'm a complete, nothing if not a completionist.
0: And what did you think about the Crystal Skull?
1: I didn't, I understood. Look, the elements are undeniable. He's an archaeologist and a historian, but he understands that the supernatural elements exist in this world. There's a whole subplot where in the Bible he, he reads that uh, if you gaze upon the ark if you touch the ark you die. If you gaze upon the ark while opening it you die. That's how he knows to say to Marion, keep your eyes shut when Balak opens the ark and opening it and gazing upon it kills them. He understands that. He sees the spirits that do in the Nazis. He sees the the heart being ripped out in Temple of Doom. Big spoiler. He sees He's the Holy Grail Knight dude in, in The Last Crusade. So when the aliens show up in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it wasn't that far a departure. And I'm going to put on record right now that I believe that the dial of destiny refers to a time machine. Hmm. We are, I have no basis so for like that. That's like
0: your favorite thing ever.
1: I'm saying that the supernatural elements or the pseudoscience, I guess, elements are a thing. And I've come to accept that, albeit begrudgingly.
0: I think there's some basis for that. There was weird, young-looking Harrison Ford shots in the trailer.
1: Yeah, I mean, that could have just been flashbacked, but uh, I mean, because you have super young-looking Harrison Ford in River Phoenix, who plays him at the beginning of Last Crusade.
0: So you're excusing all of the weirdness of the Crystal Skull by saying it wasn't that far departure? from what is understood to be part of this franchise?
1: I can, so, and also Spielberg said that he hearkened back to a different style of filmmaking that he had matured beyond. He wanted his his Indiana Jones to look uniform and thus he retconned Raiders of the Lost Ark to then be Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark the very saying of that phrase like hurts my my tongue it doesn't feel good but he also he said he had readopted a younger director's style so they all look kind of the same I don't know if that's mm-hmm. really true because it was kind of dumb and there were some like really cheesy special effects and then there's the, the Tarzan scene which anyone who's seen that movie knows exactly Oof. what I'm talking about but man oh. I think that if he had gone full Spielberg and used his maximum powers to make it a grown-up, adult, contemporary Indiana Jones movie, I think it would have done a lot better. But whatever, he, Mm. he tried a thing. It didn't work, which is why he's not returning for Dial of Destiny.
0: But James Mangold's like your favorite guy ever.
1: Right. I think he's an excellent choice. That said, the trailer looks a little bit cartoony. It looks like a Jurassic Park movie with no dinosaurs. It looks like Uncharted.
0: We haven't talked about Raiders of the Lost Ark like almost at all in this review. So why start now? What's your favorite of the original three?
1: Oh, hands down. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It will be with me forever. There's no reason all those skeletons in the Well of Souls should have went and like started yelling (laughs) at her. But they did. And then the volume (laughs) gets turned down when Indy grabs her. It's just (laughs) such an adventure.
0: It's just a it's heightened uh, first-person perspective of them all coming after her. I get it.
1: Why would there be a thunderstorm with no rain over the desert of Cairo when they're unearthing the Well of Souls?
0: Well, because it's it's just creating this cosmic event.
1: Do you know that the Well of Souls set was filmed on Elstree Studios, where they filmed the Overlook Hotel in The Shining? <sighs> the Overlook, Does that make it creepier? That set burned down, and then they used it for the Well of Souls
0: is it a near perfect movie because it has action, adventure, romance, horror, thriller, period, spectacle, great characters, friendship? all of it? I think so.
1: It's got a, a likable hero, we know exactly who we're focused on. It was fun, most importantly. It was based on the republic uh, adventure serials that both Lucas and Spielberg grew up with, and it was like the fun part of their childhood brought to contemporary audiences. Those contemporary audiences being, you know, over 40 years ago now. There's there's elements of Star Wars in there. C-3PO and R2-D2 are on one of the pillars when he and when Indiana and Sala are lifting the arc uh, with the poles out of the Well of Souls or whatever.
0: Like as a hieroglyph or something? Yeah.
1: John Williams is composing it. It's just great all around for a movie that Steven Spielberg kind of it was an homage to the serials, but also he kind of considered it a B-movie. And like Casablanca, it just became like a huge classic.
0: Yeah, maybe there's something to that, though you don't take it too seriously and you make sure that it's fun?
1: Maybe. What do you think about this theory on the internet that Raiders of the Lost Ark, the story and the components and everything that happened with the Ark itself are completely unaffected by Indiana Jones? He doesn't change anything. If he hadn't been present, they would have gone to get the headpiece of the Staff of Raw. They would have found the map room they would have gotten the ark who's they the the germans the nazis and uh and belloc they would have yeah they would have gotten the headpiece and then they wouldn't have had to rely on tot's burn on his hand to make the thing with the digging in the wrong place one kadam ha- take back one kadam to honor the hebrew god whose ark this is and they would have gotten the ark they would have gone to the thing they would have done the uncomfortable jewish ritual as dietrich mentioned and they would have died because they would have died wouldn't have mattered. Indiana Jones did nothing to alter the course of the story. Hmm. And one could say, well, Belloc said, you know, there is nothing that you possess which I cannot take away. So while he wasn't a particularly good archaeologist, he was probably tailing Indiana Jones to steal his stuff from him again and again. Hmm. And so maybe Indy led him, would have led him. Well, they
0: definitely tailed him to... To Nepal. Nepal. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: They wouldn't have known to go- have gone to Nepal. Yeah.
1: So I mean, there are some inconsistencies. But generally speaking, while he fought and punched and killed a bunch of people and stuff, he didn't kind of really didn't change much at all, except for the <laughs> fact that one way or the other, the Nazis would have acquired the Ark and supposedly an army that carries the Ark before it is invincible.
0: Belloc's choice to open the arc then and there really didn't have anything to do with Indiana Jones. It nope. had to do with his own. He was like, we can't take it back untested or unproven. We need to know before we return it to to the Fuhrer. Sure.
1: I'm just saying that while I love this movie, because I love, I find so many things to complain about.
0: Does Raiders of the Lost Ark B moviness allow for all of these just very colorful, odd characters? Sure. Like,
1: I mean, Nazis are colorful and fun.
0: Salah is obviously great and he's joyful. Although for some reason I had, I was like afraid the whole movie because I had this like inkling that he betrays Indy, but he never does. Nope. He's so faithful. But like, Tot, very weird character. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? How does that happen? Yeah,
1: he's like Anton Chigurh, no country for old men level weird. And, and I guess he's Asian and I, I'm not going to venture. I think he's Asian, but I'm not going to venture what his race or nationality is. But he could be part of the Axis powers, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But his name is Ronald Lacey and uh, he died at a pretty early age at like 55. But am I wrong? Is this another betrayal? Did I assume that he was vaguely Asian the whole my entire life? I think he's British. What? That dude's not Asian? Todd is not Asian? I don't is, is it the way he speaks? So. Oh, God. This is like John Wayne playing Genghis Khan.
0: I don't understand. He was supposed to be a Nazi. Why would you think he was Asian? Because
1: maybe he was Japanese. The Japanese like the Nazis. Dude. Um, wow. Uh, he's definitely weird. And furthermore, he takes off his hat to scratch his head and he's bald. Right? Or when he's fighting yep. and he shoves his hand in the snow, he's bald. He's not really bald. His stubble is apparent that they made him shave his head for those bald head scenes.
0: Because that makes him creepier?
1: That's weird, right? <laughs> <Like> why? <laughs> he had the weird, cause maybe it's because he had vaguely Asian, like Nunchaku when he hung up his coat. I was like, uh oh, he's got a weapon of Asian ness, and then he's not. <laughs> It was even more foreign to me that he would have a coat hanger because we grew up in California. There was no reason to have a coat heavy enough to warrant a coat hanger, at least in my experience.
0: Well, not only does he have a hang- he does he have a hanger, but he doesn't have a place to hang it. Right? He hangs it on his manservant. <laughs> he has
1: a dude that'll hold it for him. Look at that picture. That's not an Asian dude. No, that's clearly that not. That dude well... looks like Dad with a hat on. No, he doesn't.
0: (laughs) But Dad doesn't look Asian, so I don't think that's a great comparison.
1: We talked nothing about the movie itself.
0: Pretty much nothing at all because you've seen it, because you know Raiders of the Lost Ark, and you don't need us to. But now you understand why Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of the most seminal, one of the most formative and most influential movies in Wesley's life and in relation my life. So we hope you enjoyed this discussion on Raiders of the Lost Ark retconned Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, especially in preparation for the upcoming movie. What's it called?
1: Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny,
0: which you know we will be out and covering. Are we going to cover the other films in this franchise? Not
1: plus? even kinda, because really? as as with anything, they get worse as they go on. Is my personal, uh, I, I I have love for elements of the other films, but and I'm glad that they continue. I'm glad that they exist, but this one is kind of perfect, and I don't want to I don't want to step on that.
0: I wouldn't mind revisiting Temple of Doom.
1: Go for it. Temple of Doom's awesome. Welcome.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see if I can convince you. But in the meantime, again, we hope you enjoyed this discussion. And 200 plus more discussions on orwhatevermovies.com or wherever you find podcasts, 818-835-0473 orwhatevermovies at gmail.com. Why does Raiders of the Lost Ark break your heart? Let us know. We love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. to